From the traditional and unceded territory of the Clay Claytonne First Nation and the heart of Northern BC, welcome to the CNC Podcast, 50 years, 100,000 alumni. At CNC, we're learning together, changing lives and creating futures. Welcome to the CNC Podcast. I'm Mark Cargillotto. Skilled trades offer a lot of opportunities in terms of good pay, high job satisfaction, and uh, plenty of available work. However, skilled trades have typically not been a domain for women. There have been a number of barriers that have been in place, and women have typically not chosen trades for that. It's something that the college, employers, and other organizations that are focused on trades careers are very dedicated to changing. And one of those people is our program coordinator at CNC for the Professional Cook Program. She's Mandy Newcomb. She is an award-winning Red Seal chef. Uh, She has been an educator for a number of years and certainly a promoter of women in trades. And we're thrilled to have her today on the CNC podcast. Welcome, Mandy. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Well, can you tell me a little more about your career and and your journey? Why did you choose to become a Red Seal chef? Uh, I would say it probably started when I was about nine, um, watching Julia Child on uh, PBS TV and uh, having that woman role model in my life, uh, as well as my mom was a really good cook. Um, I chose to pursue all of the cooking classes at the, um, at the high school that I went to at Kelly Road. And uh, then I came here and took the program that I now teach. Uh, that wasn't quite enough for me. So I continued on and went down to Vancouver, uh, did some more fine dining French training, and um, then started working my way up through uh, sort of the paces in the front of the house, um, working as a busser all the way up to a a restaurant manager. And then in the back of the house, starting dishwashing all the way up to executive chef. I had the pleasure of at 25 running a couple of restaurants and then a hotel and casino project here. And um, I learned a lot very quickly. So I must ask, what's your favorite thing to prepare or even what's your favorite thing to eat? (laughs) Well, I really enjoy making uh, cakes and pastries. That was sort of my niche uh, earlier on in my career. My favorite thing to eat. Now uh, I do enjoy a good steak, turkey dinner, good piece of cake. Can't go wrong with that. That sounds great. Uh, My mouth's watering already. (laughs) What do you think has been the biggest opportunity that you've had through your career and going through all of the different sides of the house that you've seen uh, as as a restaurateur? Um, Well, like I said, probably around 25 when I got a, a good opportunity from some local people here and believed in me as a young female and um, gave me, you know, took a chance on me and gave me a, an opportunity to show what I was made of. But what do you think then on the flip side would have been the biggest challenge that you've faced? Um, well, to be totally honest, uh, a lot of my classmates at the time when I was a student were males, um, probably more than I would say 75% off the cuff and generally in the industry was mostly males, um, older men. And I hate to use the term, but the old boys club still existed back then. And I kind of had to fight my way through it. Has that changed now in terms of, uh, for example, in your classes, what percentage would you say would be the division between male and female? Um, definitely have the last few years been 50, 50 at least, and sometimes more heavily on the female side, and um, 
Also off on another tangent, I'm happy to see that we have a lot of First Nations students taking advantage of our program too. Yeah, understandably. Why did you become an instructor? Um, I really enjoy teaching others my craft. I love seeing the light bulb moments of when they really catch on to what I'm trying to teach them. And um, I find the creativity wonderful. So those light bulb moments, for example, do they come... I'm presuming they don't come necessarily right away, but what what do you find? Can you explain a light bulb moment, do you think, for, um, uh, for a student? Especially for students who perhaps are struggling, uh, sort of catching on to the notions that we're teaching at the beginning, maybe having some hurdles. And when they realize, wow, I can actually do this, and um, I really enjoy that. Especially, like, coming up soon, we have Level 2 starting, and we're going to be running the dining room service and uh, it's a little more intricate, and a lot of the students really start to shine then. Now, you mentioned sometimes a student might be struggling. How do you help them through uh, through a struggle that comes up, if you have a typical one that you could describe? Um, well, at CNC, we have a lot of great resources here, and obviously the biggest one is just my time and my partner's time, um, taking that extra moment to spend with those students one-on-one when uh, opportunity presents, and then also sometimes just having a support network that we have here at the college with counseling services or, or tutoring services, sometimes that helps a lot. Like there is a fair bit of math involved in recipe conversion, and, and that's just something that some people really struggle with, so reaching out and helping them with those resources. Now, let's jump back for a moment in terms of barriers for women in trades, and you described some of them uh, in general, but how do you think, what, what's your role as an instructor, as an advocate for helping women through the barriers that may have typically, that they may have encountered, that you encountered even through your career? Uh, I think the biggest thing is just providing support and uh, pointing them in the direction of, again, all the resources that are available. For example, um, recently there was an Empower program here at CNC with First Nations women um, where they could try out some of the different trades We often have um, trades discovery, trades explorations, and sometimes we're even having them where they're strictly geared towards females uh, because sometimes they're a bit intimidated by their classmates that might be male. And um, also uh, I might mention Les Dames d'Escoffier is a really wonderful uh, mentorship program that I'm happily involved in and have won some scholarships through. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more if you could, please. It it sounds important to you, but you want to also try to grow it here. Could you talk about that a bit? I'd really like to open up um, a branch of the club here for females in the hospitality and culinary industry. Um, Like I said, it's a mentorship program, um, giving some support to young women, whether they want to start a business or continue their education. And uh, they offer scholarships, grants, mentorship. They do some philanthropic work, um, long table dinners, fundraisers, all kinds of really great stuff. And it's an international group then? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, When did you get involved in it? Uh, Well, actually, one of my mentors, Chef Gaytan, who was uh, an instructor here, she actually was the one who encouraged me to come and start subbing here, um, gosh, in about 2005, when I was a chef at a local restaurant. And um, so she's heavily involved in that club and uh, sits on one of the boards. And um, so she encouraged me actually when some scholarships were coming up and I was lucky enough to win one for a chocolate workshop. And then I have another one. I haven't used it yet, but it's um, visiting some uh, sort of fork or farm to fork 
uh, ventures within the province and doing a stage at a restaurant down in North Vancouver to keep up with all the trends that are happening in the industry. Do, do you want to talk about a bit, a bit more rather about those trends? Uh, how you've been involved in this for, for a few decades now, how have things changed or what's exciting you and how are you imparting that to students? Well, um, something that's super important to me is learning about what's here locally and what we can use. So whether it's uh, farms or artisan bakers or we don't have too many cheese makers here, that's more on the island, but um, mushroom growers, things that we can forage right here in Prince George. I, I did a chat with um, Catherine Hansen recently about what's right here in our back door, what's actually on our property that we can eat. Um, also, some other trends that have been of late, uh, gluten-free diets, vegan, vegetarian, um, allergies, sensitivities. Those were not even talked about you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago when I sort of first started coming up in it. So how has that changed then in terms of the instruction that, that students are provided? Like, are you simply doing that much more when students are first coming in to introduce them? Or do they have options to choose different things as their education moves along? So we, we definitely incorporate that from the get-go. And particularly when we're doing, um, just last month, we really focused on international cuisine, First Nations cuisine, uh, buffets and things like that. So we really tailored the learning to those uh, op- options for our guests and our, our customers so that we learned how to provide for them and have them have a wonderful experience. So it, it's very important. And we start it right at the, the beginning in August. So there's a greenhouse here at the CNC campus. And I understand that you've worked with them to grow uh, microgreens. Can you tell me about how that worked out? For sure. So uh, Araham and Applied Research, we're working together for quite a few years now and uh, microgreens was sort of where we started. But last summer, we uh, sort of a pet project and wasn't easy. We're learning as we go, but we were growing Swiss chard in there, um, heirloom tomatoes, which uh, Farmer Andrew from Hope Farms kindly donated to us to use. We had some squash, um, Cape gooseberries, herbs, you name it. And we were able to keep those growing all summer long, well into the fall, and actually a few items we harvested in November and brought them inside. So we have a little makeshift um, growing light, still keeping those herbs uh, coming along in the cafeteria. Just for example, we used some of the lemongrass in our Thai buffet the other day, and we grew it right here on campus. Oh, wow. Is that something that students are learning as well in terms of growing as they're, uh, as they're going through their professional cook training? For sure. It's kind of a little ad, ad hoc, if you will. Not necessarily part of the curriculum, but more of a fun thing. Um, another task we complete on the regular and then they go out and get their hands dirty and we'll till the soil and uh, add the fertilizers and the nutrients and uh, we're really working on creating a composting program here too in the future so all sort of part and parcel of again back to the trends that we were talking about earlier. What you mentioned the light bulb moments and how that gets you excited but how do you think that you motivate students and uh, and going back to women in trades, young women in terms of choosing a trades career, whether it's professional cook or something else? I think the biggest thing is um, offering support, I guess, at the grassroots level. And, and we're very fortunate here at the college to, for example, my associate dean is a female. She's a Red Seal welder. Um, Tannis is a Red Seal welder. That's one of the instructors. We have a couple of staff and facilities that are female electricians, so I think just showing them that we can be right here beside them, um, helping them grow is, I think, a grassroots 
effect on them. That's great. And what keeps you inspired as an instructor? Um, I think that, you know, sort of seeing the success stories of our students, for example, um, we have some students that are recently down on the island. They're the sous chef of some fantastic restaurants. We have another student who's at um, the park in Vancouver. He's running the operation. Um, we have some award-winning chefs over in uh, China. It's pretty exciting to see where they can go after they have left here. Well, that's great. It sounds like a really exciting opportunity in professional cook. And uh, and it, it sounds like uh, you're having a fabulous time and it sounds like your students are as well. So Mandy, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. You can find out more about CNC's trades programs by visiting our website, cnc.bc.ca slash trades. A big thank you to Taryn Johnson and Dustin Ruth for producing the CNC podcast. We welcome your comments and story ideas. You can contact us at communications at cnc.bc.ca. Thanks a lot for listening and have a great day.